All right, guys, growing your wellness business doesn't have to mean working around the clock and feeling exhausted. So welcome to the Healthy Hustle Podcast. I'm your host, Rachel Feldman, and I have been in your shoes. I've been in the wellness space for over nine years, and I know what it feels like to feel overwhelmed. I took my wellness business from 13K that first year and feeling fried and exhausted to over six figures. Now I'm a business coach for health and wellness professionals just like you, and I create done-for-you content and programs to help you save time and money so you can spend more time nailing down your niche, understanding your buyer avatar, attracting your ideal client, and building your business from the ground up the right way. So sit down and let's get started. Hey there, guys. I'm so excited to have this episode. I stalked this woman and said, Jessica, you have to come on my my podcast. Why? She has a podcast agency. She's been booking people since 2013, back in the day when people were like, podcasts say what? (laughs) So Jessica's going to break down how to get those interviews and those speaking gigs on podcasts to build your visibility. Jessica, I just gave you an intro, but will you tell everyone a little about yourself? Yeah. Thank you so much for having me, Rachel. I'm super excited to be here. I am born and raised in Pennsylvania, Southeast Pennsylvania, as we were just talking about. Now I live, yeah, East Coast vibe, Northeast vibe. I live in Rhode Island now. So I've got, I'm married. I've got two kids. We are living kind of the country life. I've got backyard chickens. We got a couple animals inside. So yeah, just enjoying like nature while I'm not on the computer doing podcast things. (laughs) Doing podcasts all day, all night. Yeah. So let's talk because I know there are a lot of coaches out there that get really scared to show up and do a podcast. Tell me even the benefits of just podcasting in general. I mean, I know we see them everywhere, but I would love to hear from you. Yeah. I mean, I would imagine anyone listening to this podcast, you know, you did an episode about funnels. Like we're here because we understand that we need to grow our business. We need to get leads in and visibility is what you need in order to expand your list, get leads, get clients. And podcasting is an amazing way to get visibility that is super effective because the listeners are hearing your story. They're spending 30, 45 minutes with you, which is not what you're going to get just on social media. There's obviously a time and place for all different types of marketing, but when somebody sees your social media posts, they see your ad, they're spending maybe what, three seconds with you, if that, and if you've got the right line, they can, you can get them in. But with a podcast, you can really build a relationship with somebody in a much deeper way. You can develop trust. You can speak specifically to their pain points. You can build a relationship with the podcast host who may be a good referral partner, maybe an ideal client. And also you can hone in on your messaging. And that's one of the hidden benefits about being a podcast guest and using podcasting is actually being on the court, like practicing, saying your message out loud over and over again, you get better and better at delivering your message, which then improves your ability to close sales once you're on the phone with those potential clients. What would you say are the best places to start looking for podcasts to be on? Because I remember people would say, get on podcasts. And it was like, oh my God, where do I even start? Where do I look? 
Absolutely. I mean, there's millions of podcasts out there. And I, I, instead of spending time going through all the different directories and websites, because there are more options than I can count in terms of places to go to research, to find podcasts, the easiest way is to identify some names of experts who are similar to you. Maybe they're a little bit more well-known. They kind of have a similar target audience. They're clearly out there being really visible look up their name in Apple podcasts, look up their name in Spotify and see what podcasts they've been a guest on. That's like a really easy shortcut to immediately find shows that have your target audience that are vetted by somebody else. Who's already kind of speaking to your audience. You know, they take guests because they interviewed this person. So that's a little hack to find podcasts to pitch because a lot of times you'll find a podcast like, oh, this has my target audience. This is great. And then you realize, oh, it's a solo show. They don't take guests or, oh, they haven't published in a year and a half. So I, I really like that tip of look at other relevant experts and see where they're speaking. And then for the coaches saying they're saying, okay, so I'm practicing my message, Jessica, great advice. Now, what do I actually talk about on the podcast? I would love for you to share some different types of content that can be shared. Yes, absolutely. The the most helpful tip I can give here is to list out your client's pain points. Like what are the pain points that your coaching helps them to solve? So that's number one. And then also brain dump, like open up a Google doc, get out your pen and paper and write down the answers to this question. What do my potential clients need to learn and understand in order to know that they should invest in my coaching? Because a lot of times that missing piece, what people need to know and understand is a blind spot. Like they don't even, they don't know what they don't know. So if you can really speak on podcast to somebody's pain points, and then also what they need to learn in order to know that they should be working with you, that will shortcut the sales cycle that those listeners have on their way to working with you. I love that. I mean, would you suggest, because I I know there are video podcasts and somebody could show up with PowerPoint and share a PowerPoint, but would you say generally to have this practice so that it comes out just naturally and have a few topics in mind? Absolutely. Yeah. And, and you'll want to have a podcast one sheet so that you have a PDF. It has your standard interview topics. It has some suggested interview questions. So that way, before you're a guest on a podcast, you can send that to the host. A lot of hosts are going to have their own questions, but by having a one sheet that will prepare hosts to interview you on the topics that you want to be talking about. And then I have never, I mean, I've been a guest on probably hundreds upon hundreds of podcasts at this point, And I've never been asked a question where I'm like, oh, I don't know the answer to that. So just know that this is also an exercise in thinking on your feet. And it's- I love that you just said that because I think that's the part that people like coaches are not used to. I think we have to like think on our feet and we always have that negative noise that says, oh my God, you're going to mess this up or you're not going to know enough. I love that you just shared that story. Yeah, and don't be afraid to take a deep breath because- think about it this way. When we think about like stress responses, if you don't know what to say, you're in a freeze response, like you're frozen. So do something that can calm your nervous system, get you in a place where you can actually think, take deep breaths, make sure you're well-regulated. That will help you be a much more effective guest. It's okay to take a deep breath after they ask the question and give yourself those two seconds to think about what you want to say. I love that advice because I think the hack that you gave I know when I was looking for podcasts, I just felt extremely overwhelmed, but a lot of people had reached out to me because I had a lot of videos, 
lot of videos explaining and sharing like the way that I work. So that made it easy for me. But yeah. let's talk about, let's switch gears and actually talk about the person who has their podcast. What are your suggestions for keeping continued listeners like engaged? Yeah, I mean, to keep continue, like to keep your listeners engaged week after week, you need to be tailoring the content to their needs, to their pain points, to what they want to learn about. And you've got to innovate. You have to innovate. You have to keep expanding your content to be unique and not just a redundant. Here's another episode. Here's another topic. Because if you're bored, they will be bored. And I mean, I've had my podcast since 2014. So I, I speak from experience. I'm not saying like, oh, I'm just pointing fingers. I know that there've been seasons where I'm like, I am so bored doing these topics and we switch it up. We innovate. We're like, you know what? Let's talk about this. Sometimes you need to talk about a topic that doesn't feel like it fits the pillars of your show, but it's what you're really called to speak about. Do it. It's your show. There are no rules other than the rules you set for yourself. Well, and I love that you share that because we have seasons, especially as entrepreneurs, where we're just not feeling it, where I went through Mm -hmm. a season where I was so burnt out and I listened back to those podcasts and it was just like, I sat there and I'm like, how did anyone even follow this? But then I started actually talking about that burnout and making it part of my show. And I didn't, I almost felt like there was that breakthrough where I was like, oh, I can be really authentic. It challenged my ego 100% because to go on a show, your own show and say, I was so burnt out. I was depressed, all these different things. But I think it gives light to so many entrepreneurs out there where we have those times. I agree a hundred percent. And I went through something similar this past spring where my business partner and I who co-host our podcast we just got super transparent and vulnerable. And we're like sharing all this behind the scenes stuff. And that is when our listeners were most engaged. Like that is when we were having our listeners DM us. And it's like, oh my God, it's so great that you share that because very few podcast hosts and business experts are actually being real about what they're going through in the moment. So being vulnerable and just being real, like sharing your own trials and tribulations, sharing your own behind the scenes stuff. That's what people want to hear. I love that you said that. I mean, it goes into my next question that I just thought of, like, you know, how much is too much to share? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Great question. I We did an episode about this because we were like, you know, there's a difference between authenticity and vulnerability. And there's a difference between just like therapy from the stage. I didn't coin that term, but, you know, my rule of thumb is if you can, well, I, oh, it's not my rule of thumb. It's the rule of thumb that I have learned from experts. If you can speak about the topic and not be emotionally triggered as you're talking about it, mm. then I think there's been enough time that has passed from the actual thing. And then you also have to like, I mean, I consider because, you know, when you're a business owner, when you're offering a service, when you're a coach, you're a leader, there is a balance between like being vulnerable and being open about your scars. But at the end of the day, whether we like it or not, we do need to think about positioning. Like if I were, you know, if we're out there, Oh, I'm really struggling right now. Like that might not really help you close sales. So, but at the same time, you want people to see your vulnerability. You want people to know that you're human. So I think you just, there's no black and white rule. You kind of just have to keep your finger on the pulse and just really ask yourself, am I in a place where I can be emotionally stable in sharing the lesson here? Or am I just talking about this because I need a friend to hear me. (laughs) I love that you said that because I always say, share when you have a solution. Even in the present moment and you're struggling, you can say, I'm struggling, but this is what I'm doing to get out of it. 
Cause I mm-hmm. swear I was on the autoimmune struggle bus for so long. And I would just come and be like this week, I had this kind of flare, but this is what I'm doing. And I think it took so much strength for me to be honest about those. Like you said, I love that you said the word scars and yeah. the things that you're going through, but how do you share in a way that's really going to peel someone's heart, peel their senses, but also give them a solid direction. I really love that you said like when you have the solution, it's sort of like, have you completed the cycle of that situation? Have you completed Mm -hmm. the cycle of that scenario of that challenging thing that you went through? Because now in hindsight, we can look back at challenges we had six months ago, a year ago, and you can see kind of, oh, wow, I don't even think about that anymore. So I guess we solved that problem at some point. Now I can talk about it. So (laughs) when you have this solution, if you're in the middle of it, I mean, There might be podcasts where that's the goal of the show is just to literally be a journal every day. But for a coach, for a business owner who does need to kind of consider positioning and all of that, having the lesson, I think is a really important Having the lesson is the key. I think that's what we decided. (laughs) Great. (laughs) So talk to me about promotion on a podcast, because I remember when I started my podcast, I was so overwhelmed by some of the things that were said to me, like, okay, you can do promotion, you can share a list builder, all these different things. Mm-hmm. When is it, when is it like too much selling or where do you like to position that actually in an episode? Yeah. So are we talking here about a host of your own show or as a guest on host, somebody else's host, show? Well, actually let's dive into both because I mm-hmm. think both you kind of piggybacked on my next question. Yeah. Yeah. So because <laughs> the rules are a little bit different on your show, you can do whatever you want as far as promotion goes. Now, keep in mind, if you're promoting right out the gate at the beginning of the episode, new listeners are probably going to turn off and go to another show because they're like, you need to at least tell me who you are before you start promoting me all little. of your stuff. Take me a little because you're before marriage. <laughs> Take me out to dinner first. <laughs> So, I mean, you want to give value. Another good rule of thumb with podcasts, having your own show is you want to treat every episode as if somebody is listening for the very first time. Mm -hmm. So if right out of the the beginning of the episode, you're like, subscribe, rate and review. I'm like, I just click play. So I'm not ready to do that yet. So just think about if somebody is listening for the very first time, what journey do you want to take them on through that episode? And at the end, of course, you can give that call to action and give that you know, specific thing that you want them to do, whether that's rate and review is always a nice reminder, but give a a clear call to action. And when, you know, because these are listeners of your podcast or the people that are just going to get to know you, a free call to action is best, but on your own show, you do have the free reign to promote something that's paid because it's your podcast. And then let's flip the script and go if you're on somebody else's podcast. Yeah. So when you're on somebody else's podcast, no, we're, we're recording this on the day that dancing with the stars premieres for its next season. And I'm a huge fan. So you want to make a ballroom dancing metaphor. (laughs) Typically the male leads the dance and (laughs) in a male, female ballroom dancing partnerships, the host is leading. Okay. (laughs) So as the guest, you want to you don't want to be super promotional. You are there to 100% provide value. Now, if the host leads you to be promotional, take their lead. I've been on podcasts where they're like literally asking me, well, how do you work with clients? And I'm like, well, fantastic. I will follow you in that direction. (laughs) Great. You just gave me the greatest segue I need. (laughs) Exactly. But yeah, let the host lead you there. If they don't lead you there, you stick to value and a free call to action. (laughs) Well, and I think that's a great thing to have is on a forum to ask, to ask them if they, if you can give a free gift. 
Yeah, absolutely. Yep. So uh, yeah, definitely ask them, you know, in the green room chat on the pre-call, if it's not discussed, I mean, my call to action is easy because I just drive people to our website. So it's like, right. go to interviewconnections.com. So I, I don't usually ask, but if you do have like a free offer, you can always just check with the host and say, hey, can I offer this to your listeners? And maybe they'll put it in their show notes. Mm-hmm. Yep, absolutely. So tell me for that person who is just starting the podcast, what are the things when you could say, if I look back at myself, I wish I would have known. Mm, okay. So if I look back, I wish I would have known that it takes a really long time to grow an audience <laughs> and it takes a really long time to grow an audience. And, and, you know, the number of listeners you have doesn't dictate how successful the show is for your business. You know, you could have a pretty small audience that plateaus in size, but you can engage them more. You can be more effective with your content to attract people to your website more. So that's what I would say. <laughs> and then what would you say for a person who is really trying to grow their business? Would you say definitely fine, get on podcasts? What would your goal for your clients that you do work with? Mm -hmm. What is your goal that you actually suggest to them? For the entrepreneur that really wants to grow their business. I mean, if you don't have a podcast yet, I would recommend starting as a guest because when you have your own show, that is the place where you can cultivate an audience, but you're going to need to get listeners. So going on other shows as a guest is the way that you can get listeners back to your show. So I would start as a guest because people that have been a guest on other shows are much better hosts because they've had the experience of being in other people's shows. So be a guest. I mean, typically if you're really in growth mode, being on a show every single week is ideal, but you also have to consider your availability, your schedule, what mental bandwidth do you have to give each interview a hundred percent. So if someone's like, I really only have bandwidth to like do one or two great interviews a month, do one or two. I'd rather you do that than, you know, kind of not do a great job on four shows a month. I love that. I mean, and what would you say for hosting a podcast? I know, of course, it's everyone. Do you see typically people do a release a week? Yeah, weekly is definitely the most popular. I, I really like also seasonally. My business partner, Margie, has a podcast that she does in season. So I think it's about once a year, maybe a little bit more. She, she drops a season. And that works really well for her. And also the content is so high quality because she's so particular and selective about each individual episode of that season. So it's wow. really, really good. Same thing happens when you have a weekly show. Sometimes you're just trying to meet a deadline to get an episode out and then the content goes downhill. Isn't that the truth? Wait, let's really talk about <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I actually was looking at somebody to... I was talking to somebody who said their podcaster makes them go like four weeks in advance. I was like, well, I can never have that. Person. <laughs> yeah. Because sometimes it's just you plan and then you have cancellations and then you're like, mm -hmm. okay, I better bring a great episode out. Yeah. I will say there is no shame in missing a week. There's no shame in going on a hiatus. Like business growth brings with a different priorities. I mean, yeah. I, like I said, I co-host our podcast. I do a lot of episodes on my own as well. And I'm in a season right now where I'm on a lot of sales calls. I'm doing a lot with other parts of the, you know, of my role. And so we're on a little bit of a break. I I'm not embarrassed or ashamed to admit that. Like I've had my podcast since 2014. So 
don't just churn out content because you need to get an episode out. Like make sure it's quality. If you don't have the time to release a quality episode, don't release don't an do episode. It. Yeah. <laughs> I, you know, there was, there was a week where I remember just not having the bandwidth yeah. I had launched and it was just when I launch, I need like a few weeks to kind of get my brain, like my brain isn't even working. hundred percent. I remember going and being like, okay, well, let me go see on YouTube if I've done any video that I can repurpose. Mm -hmm. And when that came to a no, I just said, I'm going to skip this. No shame. And I actually then on the week back said, Hey, I took a week off. This is why. And let my listeners know what was going on. Absolutely. I love that. And I love that you told your listeners too, because it's the same thing for me. I'm like, well, I actually have a lot of episodes on other people's podcasts. So there's a lesson there. I'm focusing a little bit more on guesting right now than hosting my own show. So, and I I think also it's a good note that if you have videos to repurpose, I've done that where I don't have an episode to release. I'm like, well, I did this really good Facebook live. The audio is perfectly good for a podcast. Let me just repurpose it. Yeah. Repurposing. What would you say for anybody listening? What's something that you think we've missed? Have we covered it all? <laughs> so I, the one thing we didn't really talk about that I really want to say is you have to just start. So many people put podcasting off. They put guesting off because they feel like their message isn't right. They feel like they're not ready. They don't have their funnel in place. You just need to start. There is no point. It's like I, the metaphor I'm thinking of is, or the analogy is like, there's no perfect time to have a kid. You know, you just, you just have it. So there's really no perfect time to start podcasting or being a guest. If you are listening now and you're like interested, just start doing it and then you improve as you go. Yeah. I love that. And practice. Mm -hmm. Would you say that the key to doing a great podcast is being able to practice your message? Yes, absolutely. And the practice, like the best practice is actually the, the live podcast. So if you're super nervous, like go on some smaller shows, you know, go on shows that launched a month ago and they're super, they're super new too. Like, but get practice. Don't wait till you feel like you're ready for these really big podcasts. Like start small if you feel like you're not ready and that will allow you to work your way up to more established podcasts. And then I would love, you know, we were talking about the host leading. I would love for you to tell me what does it look like when somebody hires you? Yeah. So when somebody hires interview connections, we take them through an onboarding process. We get really clear on their story, their message, their target audience. So we know what types of podcasts are best for them to be a guest on. Cause that's a common question. Like what? Well, a lot of people don't know what shows they should be on. So we ask all those questions. So our team can then, okay, these would be the right shows for you. Right. We make their podcast one sheet. And then we do all the research for the shows, the pitching and the connecting. So it's a, wow. it's a done for you and done with you podcast booking service. Oh, I love that. And would you say that typically each client is different in the sense that some of them want to go on once a week, some of them want to go on more? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, we have some ambitious clients that want like, they're like 10 a month. And I'm like, okay, you know, maybe, <laughs> but I would say most are in the range of two to four interviews a month. That tends to be kind of the pace that makes the most sense for a lot of our clients. Well, I know we just covered what was missing. I love that you brought up that, like, it's almost like start messy because for that perfect moment. And I can't tell you how many coaches I see who have failing businesses. They're brilliant, but they have a failing business because they're just waiting for this perfect moment. Instead of saying, I'm going to feel the fear and I'm going to do it anyway. 
Yeah. And the one thing I want to add too, because a lot of people say that it's not just their messaging, right. But, oh, I need to kind of really get my target audience accurate. So I was just helping a client last week who is probably nine months into podcast guessing her business is pretty small. It's pretty new. And one of the big learns over the last nine months of doing podcasts is that she's kind of targeting the wrong type of client. And that felt kind of initially like a failure, like, oh, all this time wasted. I'm like, you would not have figured that out if you hadn't been going on all those shows. So there's there's a lot in these early few years of business. There's a lot of lessons that are learned from actually speaking to the wrong shows or going on, you know, speaking to the wrong audiences or having the wrong messaging. That's not something you can prevent. You have to learn those lessons by actually executing, failing, and then saying, oh, okay, I'm going to pivot now. I love that because I think also those valuable lessons are only ones that we learn when we're doing Exactly. And the people that I see who are successful, and I mean consistently successful in their in their business and whatever that looks like, monetary or you know, personal wins in their business, are the ones that share about the fears, share about the inner critic, share about the imposter syndrome, but also don't let that rule their entire business building. Yeah. Yeah. There's a lot of value in like working with messaging coaches and working with coaches to figure out your target audience and hundred percent do that. But at the end of the day, you yeah. actually <laughs> have to be speaking and getting real life, you know, feedback from real people in order to know if that message lands, if that target audience is the right fit for you. I love that. Well, I'm so thankful that you said, yes, I know that I reached out to you on Facebook and I was like, typing. I'm like, you have to be on my show. Yes. I know. I'm so glad. And I, I just think it's funny because we originally scheduled to do this when, and then I had COVID and I'm like, I just, I got such a chuckle out of the fact that I was scheduled for a podcast called healthy hustle on the day I had COVID after being at a conference. I was like, this is hilarious, but I'm feeling 10 out of 10 today. So I'm so glad that it worked out. (laughs) All right, guys. Well, actually, before we leave, tell everyone where to find you. Yeah. Interviewconnections.com. We have so many resources there from podcasts to articles to just scheduling a consult call. So head over to interviewconnections.com. Awesome guys, you know where to go. And I guarantee that you got value from this because I know I did. And a lot of those questions, which I wish I would have known, we just answered them today. So guys definitely follow Jessica. And if you have any questions about the episode, feel free to reach out. Bye guys. All right, guys, that is all for today. Thanks so much for tuning in. If you enjoyed this episode, don't forget to subscribe to the show so you don't miss any future episodes. While you're there, it would mean the world to me if you take just a few seconds and leave me an honest review. Truth is, I love honesty. Your reviews help me to reach even more health coaches and wellness professionals who are ready to explode their business and want the truth in this non-BS approach. You can find all the links and the information mentioned in this episode at www.rachelafeldman.com backslash podcast. All right, so don't forget to tag me on Instagram at Rachel A. Feldman and let me know what was your favorite part of the episode. This will help me to create even better content for you bring on awesome peeps to tell you the truth about how they built their business, plus other speakers to help you take your business to the top without overwhelm. Thanks for listening, and I'll see you guys soon.